Welcome to The Third Space. I'm Kevin Weir. And we've got 168 hours of podcasting for you. That's a whole week of podcasting. Non-stop. No breaks. All the time. 24-7. For one week. That's right. Don't stop. Go hard. Alright, do you want to do like the intro we planned? No. We're here at the third space talking about stuff. We're here at the third space farm talking about stuff on our picnic table. (laughs) Do you remember a time when you could create worlds and people wouldn't have to listen to you? Well, that time has passed for us. (laughs) Now we only create worlds when you listen. Now, Kevin, would you like some cornbread? Ah, third space remembers cornbread. Ah. (laughs) Cornbread is made of corn, right? There's corn in it. There's corn in it. Yeah. Cool. All right. I do like cornbread. And cornbread is delicious. Cornbread is delicious. Cornbread yeah. and honey. Yeah, yeah. Cornbread and butter honey. Was there? Is this butter honey just honey and butter? Yeah, it's mixed together. Mmm. Ah, uh, bees and cows together at last. Bees and cows in an unholy union. <laughs> <laughs> I have created a national, uh, not national, uh, a natural form for butter honey. May I present to you the cow bee. Moo buzz, moo buzz. <laughs> no, it'd be muzz. Muzz, muzz, muzz. Why did you? My God, the... it's beautiful. <laughs> why? Why did you give that giant thing a stinger? It's a plug to keep the guts in. <laughs> that's what a stinger's for, right? Yeah, that's what they're for. Look, I'm a cow scientist, not a bee scientist. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're neither. <laughs> I think you're a guy who just got access to a lab. I think I think you're crazy. I think you're technically a war criminal. <laughs> yes, but have you had this honey butter? Yeah. <laughs> it tastes decent. <laughs> now to sell it to every fast food chain across the nation. <laughs> ah, yes, it's not it's not quite good. But I mean, it's not bad. You don't have to mix it together. Or you could add some sweet and sour sauce and call it Szechuan. Yeah, come on, McDonald's. <laughs> come on, buy my <laughs> buy my moose milk. It, it, <laughs> I mean, it comes from the udder, so you know. Be- <laughs> so technically, it is milk. <laughs> I'm very confused here. You know, bees don't actually make the make the honey, right? Silence. <laughs> It comes from flowers. Don't hold my lightning rod. <laughs> I think you mixed them. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. I think I would make a very good supervillain just because when somebody questioned me, I'm very good at escalating things to death. <laughs> that is, the, that is the, uh, the sign of a good supervillain is one who will just kill someone. Yeah, if they need to. For no real reason. There's a, I, I recently watched uh, The Dark Tower. Oh, yeah. Um and there's at least one moment where the villain, I thought, killed someone, mm. and then you see them later, and just like, oh, he didn't kill him. Man, they really did not clarify that in the moment. Next time, Gadget. <laughs> Next time. I, I, uh, that's one of my least favorite tropes, I think, of villainy, I guess, is, yeah. the, is the villain who just, like, gets a little bit angry and kills one of... They're minions. See, it's my favorite, but just because I enjoy how stupid it is. I mean, yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's when I say least favorite, I mean if you want if you want me to take this seriously, yeah, don't do that. Don't don't do that. If you want me to take your villain seriously, don't have him do that. As soon as a villain does that, I'm like, oh, you. Now it's a comedy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, someone died. Now it's funny. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Well, we're not talking about man. Well, that would be a weird topic. It would be. <laughs> it's also not a, the if, if, to be in charge. I guess to be in charge, you do have to kill people sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, if you want to be in charge, you've got to kill people, right, Trump? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's not an accusation I've heard of him before. Nope. Bringing out a new one. Oh yeah, let's let's just let's just at this point just throw things to the wall, see if anything sticks. See what see what to sticks. that Teflon wall. Uh, <laughs> Hey, at least it keeps the Mexicans out. Speaking of Trump, let's yeah. talk about our real topic today, which is, Kevin, what if monsters in, under the bed and in the closet actually existed? Yes. What What if? 
what if when you were a child and you were like, Dad, there's a monster in my closet. There's something under this bed. <laughs> Father, I do believe there is a monster under my bed. Tonight on my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> we go now to our correspondent out in the field. My sister, Gretchen. Gretchen, what do you see down there? <laughs> well, then, maybe a monster. However, Gretchen is terrified of the dark. <laughs> I guess we'll have, to, we'll, have to, we'll have to figure out later. Now to mom with the weather. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> I've just been told I have to go to bed. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight. See you tomorrow. And remember, don't fall asleep. <laughs> and then music plays and the, and the kid's just like tapping papers on his bed. <laughs> yeah. I think we just made a podcast, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great... <laughs> I would... I would that, that is kids' news you can use. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I like how there's in that sketch there's no definitive evidence of there actually being no. monsters under the bed. No. No, no. That uh the the the, the reporter of the field sucked. She wets herself. <laughs> okay, what we're talking about here, what yeah. the topic is, what we're trying to get what we're getting around what, to. What we're trying to get to you as an audience out there yeah. is the the idea that in this world, mm. if there is a bed, if there is a closet, and, well, is it based on someone? There's a monster in there. There could be a monster in there. Yeah. We have to figure out what creates that monster. What? Why, why does that happen? Does it draw it in? Is it luring it? Is, like, Is it every time a bed is made, a monster is made? Yeah. I mean, if we, let's, let's go off of that logic for a little bit. Okay. What was the first bed in history? Uh. Jeremy, take me way, way back to... <laughs> 1340 800 when was the first bed do you think well i mean technically a bed is just any structure you sleep on okay so for a while beds wouldn't have something underneath them no because they'd be on the ground yes uh if you stepped in a tree would a monster be underneath the branch no i don't think so because i think i think kevin it has to be a structure made specifically for sleeping on. Okay. But I will say this. If yeah. you slept on a haystack, there could be a monster in, in the, the haystack. haystack. Okay. There's got to be space for the monster. <laughs> Is the, we can't be ridiculous here. There has to be space for the monster. Yeah. Monsters still take space. Yeah. They, they, they're slightly gelatinous sometimes. Yeah. They don't even need a lot of space. Yeah, but they do need some, some space. space. So, yeah, if you slept on a... On a hay bale. Yeah. Now, do you think it's the first time that bed is made, a monster is drawn into it? It seems to me like if we use that logic, people mm -hmm. immediately don't make beds anymore. Yeah, I mean, you, you're just like, it okay. It seems like, okay, in a world where there's a monster under beds, there are no beds. Well, I mean, no, there's no beds off the ground. Everyone's yeah. sleeping on, yeah. like, just mats but on the I, ground. I think there's... Uh, which there's I, a caveat that we have to bring in, yeah. Which is the monster in the closet. Uh, yes, there is the monster in the closet. Yeah, Jeremy, uh, take me back to the first closet made in <laughs> thirteen, ten, eight. Well, forty-four. I, I mean, what a closet is is just a smaller room adjacent to that you are in. <laughs> closet is just a smaller room. Yeah, you say a closet is just a small room. A smaller room. A smaller room. Because if you're in a small room and there's another small room, it doesn't work. <laughs> okay. So it's a room that is smaller than the current room that is, that is attached to. Yeah. Yes. Designated primarily for the use of... Storage. Yeah. Storing sometimes clothes, but other things as well. Yeah. Yeah. I have wrapping paper in my closet. Mm. Hmm. Christmas decorations. <laughs> yes. Yes, I know uh, that yeah. as well. Um... Yeah, so I, you know, I think what that means is because the monster can show up in multiple locations, it can't just spring into existence when a bed is made. No, it's just it is drawn uh, somehow to the bed. Yeah, well, I think I think there does have to be some sort of creation. Okay, and I think it's got to be 
when a mommy da- and a daddy monster love each other very much, very much. Um, they, they scare fuck. each other. I was gonna say they scare each other's genitals. <laughs> <laughs> they just scream at each other's genitals. No, they scare each right, other. They scare genitals. each other's genitals. Then Until their genitals scream at each other. Yeah. When a mommy and a daddy monster really love each other, their genitals scream at each other, <laughs> and a new monster is born. A new monster no. is born. Um, I think that um, it's got to come from people. You okay? In what way? Well, if you think about it, whether a monster is in a closet, yeah, or under the bed, or in the bathroom, yeah, or in down the hallway, or just outside the window, or behind you, or behind, right now, right now, and every time you turn around, they just move with your blind spot. Exactly, but they are there. But you can hear their screaming genitals. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I know I don't remember that in Lovecraft. Wait, yes I do. <laughs> um so, from his pyramid on the moon, not the low depths dick scream to the to the gibberous heavens. <laughs> this seems in line with what I know of Cthulhu. <laughs> Okay. Right. Okay. So it seems to me that that is, at least in our world, yeah. without this phenomenon actually existing, that is a choice made by the consciousness of whomever <laughs> the monster is menacing. Yeah. Okay. So so they are like psychic projections, almost. I, I Yes, but I think this, this once, once projected... They are real and independent. Okay. It, th- then that means we're actually going away from the idea that they are um, uh, somehow connected to the fact of under the bed or in the closet. Yeah. And we're just talking about, about essentially fear, like, monsters taking place. I, feel, I, feel I like... think we still have to connect it to the idea of rest, though. Okay, I, I, that's what I was thinking. I, I, yeah. I, think, I think if we want to keep this, if you don't want to go wildly off on another topic, yeah. um, if you want to keep this in the world that we're trying to make, it needs to be connected to under the bed, in the closet. Correct. So, it me- Or, so, Kevin, yeah. to go back to ancient times, you're 13-something or whatever. It's 14, <laughs> third, I don't know how time works. I don't know when things happened. Um, the monster outside the cave. Yeah, they, uh, outside the cave, not inside the cave. Well, yeah, because if you're thinking about where the mind might perceive danger from, it would not be in the place of safety, which yeah. is the cave. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, the monster outside in that time, the monster outside the cave was just a tiger. That's true. There yeah. were real monsters. There were real outside. monsters outside the cave. No projections there. I think part of what do we have to do when, when we create the monster in the bed or the monster in the closet, part of it is. Uh, not necessarily only made by uh, young people, otherwise known as children. Dun, dun, dun! Smaller people. Let me take you to a world of smaller people with less cognitive function, unable to fulfill their daily needs. They rely only on you. For you're the one who spawned them. That's right, tiny people birthed from your very being. This is wavering real hard between uh, Twilight Zone and some sort of weird infomercial I'd watch at 3 a.m. <laughs> like, I'd fall asleep on the couch, I'd wake up, and there'd just be a man in a suit staring at me being like, adopt a child. I mean, really what I'm creating is, like, some sort of podcast variety show. <laughs> <laughs> Where, on one hand, there's a child newscaster who newscasts every single time before he goes to bed. Yeah. And on the other hand, there's a strange man in a suit who narrates the act of child rearing. <laughs> uh, this, uh, I mean, yeah, really what we're talking about is some sort of weird, new, weird like, news network where that's a commercial that yeah, comes up in between the exactly. two of them. <laughs> we now go to a correspondent telling us about children and what they mean. Imagine you're sleeping in a room far away, but close enough for you to hear it, you hear wailing. You enter the room. Your child is crying, but who put this child here? You did when you put it to sleep, but it's awake now, and it longs for you. Thank you, Gary. I'll see you when you, when you coach my soccer team on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> A 
Okay, so we've been doing this about 15 minutes, but I'm, I'm really into this weird like TV station we made in the middle of here. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to monsters. Okay. I think we know what creates these monsters, and I think it, it needs to be that way because this way monsters exist even when people try to do things to stop them from existing. <laughs> like what? Well, like, for instance, if the monster under the bed, if the monster came from the bed, they yeah. would just make beds without space underneath them, and then you solve the problem. Yeah. Or if it's the monster in the closet, they just don't have closets. You have other things for storage. Yeah, you just hang your uh, clothing along the walls like some sort of makeshift wallpaper. Or you have a bunch of, like, dressers that nothing scary could fit in. Yeah, like, or you hang them like you do when you try to keep your food away from bears in the woods. Yeah, or you store all everything in the basement in a box far away from you. That seems scarier. But it's far away from you. Okay, fair enough. There's a long way to go. And and these monsters, notoriously lazy. Yeah, well, they don't travel usually outside of the room, right? No, no. When you think about the monster under the bed, how do you escape the monster? You run real bed? fast to the door. You run real fast to the door. And once you're out of your room, you're good. You're safe. Yeah. Home free. It's not even, it's not, I mean, even if you just step further away from the bed, you're safe. We've been watching Josh sleep. Um,. We can see the monster curling up in his mind. The monster reaches. Oh, but Josh has woken up. He leaps up. He's gone to the door. He's out the door. And he's safe. <laughs> now you'll see. What he did <laughs> is that he made a real big leap from the bed. Now I'm going to draw a circle right here. Now you see that is where he could have stepped. But instead he stepped further. That's right. That's prime tentacle range, and John. That is that up <laughs> And if you get in brown tentacle range, you're going to find your ankle all gooey and sticky like butter. And we all know nobody likes to be buttered, only like butter in their mouth. <laughs> I like butter in my mouth, other guy. John as well. <laughs> your name's John, too. That's right. We're both John. We're both John. Come join us next week on Monster Under the Bed Sports. <laughs> The only show with a 10% fatality rate. <laughs> oh, I'm loving the strange fiction accompanying this. Mm. <laughs> um, okay. All right. uh, so, so basically, there is nothing... that Because this is a natural element of human psychology. Yeah. Especially when you are younger. Yes. Um... I think something that it's more prevalent in uh, youth. Yes. And it seems to me like what, what it sort of is based on, it's the idea of, and I think what sets apart from the monster outside the cave is that when you're afraid of the monster outside of the cave, is the monster outside of the cave is like, I'm afraid something out there. And there probably is something out there, yeah. honestly. The outside is dangerous. I think, I think what we're seeing here is almost a world where when you are afraid of, of nothing, really. Like, if you're afraid of the monster when, on your Well, bed, when there's nothing to be afraid of. When there's nothing to be afraid of, that's it. When there's yeah. nothing to be afraid of, something is created in its place. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess this is a world in which if there is no danger, your mind creates some. I mean, I wonder... I wonder if by that logic, if there's other emotions that create other things. Because here's the thing, I don't think this is going to be done purposefully... But maybe, it does feel Kevin, like, yeah, maybe the monster, the type of monster that is generated. Yeah. And by the way, we're going to have to decide what the lifespan of these things is. Yeah. Um, but maybe the monster that is generated is created as a tangent to the emotion that that person's having. Well, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's focus on like, right? like that for a little bit. So, so like if, for instance, you're a small child, you're afraid of the dark, right? Yeah. You don't know what could be in the dark. The monster you create because it's a fear of the unknown would be like a shapeless horror. Right? right. But, for instance, if maybe, let's say, you're 11 years old. And you you're starting to go through puberty and you're afraid of all the changes that are happening with you. Yeah. Maybe the monster that comes out is a misshapen version of you. Yeah. Or just an adult. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's Tim. No! no! Hello. Have you considered get, getting your um? I was at RSVP. That's not the right thing at all. <laughs> Love, you considered your investments. Re remember to keep your money in a, in a, something that will get, get as much growth as you can over your years. Child, 
Imagine a world where you have less energy. You've become larger and have more responsibilities. But you don't turn away from them, despite your ability to drive a car. Thank you, Dad, for once again coming into my show. <laughs> I do not invite you here. You and Mom got divorced two years ago. Glenn is a better father. Now it's sad. <laughs> now you made our fiction sad, Kevin. Mm, Glenn's a better father. That's true. Yeah. He, he, he also coaches uh, soccer on Tuesdays, not on t- Thursdays. Okay. Yeah. Tuesdays is a much better day. It is. <laughs> Doesn't have that weirdo <laughs> teaching soccer. Imagine you loved your wife very much, and then she left you for a man named Glenn. <laughs> I couldn't keep it. <laughs> See, now it's sad. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yes, the monster's shapes will become apparent on what the child... Essentially, essentially what this is is that this is a thing that is made to fill a gap where someone believes something should exist. Yes. The child believes... Like, if if they recently watched a werewolf movie, they're like, oh, God, what if there's a werewolf in my closet? Yeah. A werewolf is created in the closet to fill in the gap where something should be. Now, there's an important stipulation we need to make for these monsters. Whatever the monster is, whatever its shape or form or noise it makes is, it cannot move that fast. No. It's got to be a creeper. It's very slow. Yeah. Well, well, once again... Because that follows along with the rules of if you move quick enough... You can get out of the room. Well, and I think if we want to figure out a way to make that make sense, it's because, once again, everything it's doing is to fill the space that something believes it should be. Yeah. So that's that seems very slow. Yes. For, for it to be like, now what What am I doing? What's happening? What am I doing here? Well, and remember, whenever they move a door, it creaks because they're moving it slowly. Absolutely. Fast doors don't creak. They slam. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Next time on Facts About Doors. Imagine a world... Oh. <laughs> Man, he gets around. He's got a lot of jobs. Well, he's got a lot of spare time now that he doesn't have to rear his child. <laughs> Glenn's taking care of that. His spare time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's got to spend that time somehow. He's, he's just so lovely. <laughs> he does have a very good suit, though. Yeah, he does. He is black and white, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Another reason why Glenn is better. Full color. Glenn is technicolor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess the other question is, Kevin, is if a monster is created, is the monster gone once daylight comes? Um, yes, because we always see things where someone opens up a door and that. I, and no, I guess there. what kills the monster is confrontation, right? Um, or do we want to not have that? Well, here's the thing. I think the difference we have to make is that, obviously, this cannot fit into our world. So yeah. I think when that monster exists, it totally exists. Okay. Which means there's a few rules, also. It cannot go through blankets. No. No. You can hide under the blanket. You can hide under the blanket, and you are completely safe. You're safe, but you can still hear all the creepiness. Yes, absolutely, you can. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't think, necessarily, if someone else looks for it, they can't see it, because that makes it very much in your head. Yeah. I, think, I think you're just like, Mom, Dad, there's a monster in my bed, and they're like, oh, God, of course there is. Yeah, we know. We, we know. know. <laughs> Tell you what, sleep on the floor here tonight. Yeah. I, I, and I, I do think that, like, what happens is that the monster can fade away over time as yeah. you get over... Like, whatever the fear is. Yeah. Though it's kind of hard when you're like, oh, no, we all know that monster exists. Yeah, no, it's there. No, we know it's there. Yes, the creeping blackness that crawls out of your closet at night, it's real, Jimmy. (laughs) And guess what? You made it. (laughs) And the only way to get rid of it is to stop being scared of it, Jimmy. Stop. Stop being scared of it. Stop being scared of it, Jimmy. Okay, here's the other question I have. If, let's say... Because, you know, a fear of darkness yeah. uh, is a thing that persists over time. Yes. It's usually not a one-night thing. Yeah. If someone were to uh, create the same monster for a year, we'll yeah. say, uh, with their fear, does that grant it more permanence? No. What I think literally it is is that once the monster is created, that monster exists. Okay. Like, it just does. It, like, 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 it, it, does, it, it, does that monster then come into being every night? Yeah, well, I, I think what happens... Regardless is, of whether their fear is still there? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, that, like, they have to okay, actively hold overcome on, it. Hold on, Kevin. Yeah? Hold on. 
So, two years old. I'm afraid yes. of the dark. Yeah. Darkness monster. Absolutely. Right? Four years old. Wetting the bed. Afraid of that. Water monster. Okay. Or pee monster, I guess. Yes. Yeah. A PS monster. <laughs> There's yellow water everywhere. <laughs> uh, uh, Man, I wish Jimmy had a fear that wasn't so gross. gross. <laughs> you know, and then parents get divorced. Fear of abandonment. Leaving monster? Oh, yeah, the monster just comes out of Every night, the monster... Okay, I'm going to paint you a word picture yeah. here. Uh, it's, it's, I'm it's just saying, nighttime. are all three of those monsters there? No, hold there? on. It's nighttime. Okay, it's yeah. nighttime. Yeah, it's, it's like three. Night time. <laughs> it's nighttime. It's nighttime. You are a child. Yeah. You are a smaller adult. Uh, also known as a child. Not a baby, though. No. That's the smallest adult. That's too far. Too, you've gone too far. Pull it back. <laughs> you are a child. Like yes. six or seven or eight or 12. Okay. One of those. Not nine, though. Not nine or 10 or 11. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Everyone knows you don't have fear at those ages. <laughs> no. I've met, I've met eight, nine, and 10. Or I've met nine, 10, or 11-year-olds. They are fearless. Fear skips those years. <laughs> fear knows not to mess with them. Uh, you're sitting in bed. You're great, but a great. I have another idea. When you turn twelve, fear comes back with a vengeance. Yeah, it you does. reach middle school. Yeah, then, then you're afraid of your body and other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay, so you're in bed. Yeah, uh, there's just this creak. You're, just like, you're like, oh god, the monster in my closet is coming out. Yeah. As, it, as it opens up, it just it's just like two people. They're just very nice. They both have they both have like uh, briefcase in their hand. They're just like. We love you very much, but we don't love each other. Goodbye. Goodbye. And then just leave. And you're just like, huh. Uh, <laughs> one doesn't leave. One stays there. One stays there, but it's not the same. <laughs> no. And then when you go and explain that to, like, you know, your parent, and they're like, oh, geez. Uh, I can't handle this. Glenn? <laughs> Glenn! <laughs> oh, Glenn. Glenn can handle anything. Glenn, Glenn That's a firefighter. The super dad, he's a firefighter and a swell soccer coach. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I don't think it's that you get all three of those. I think that... Wait, I just realized something, Kevin. Oh, yeah? Is the abandoned monster just the guy who opens the door and goes, Imagine a world where one of your parents isn't present. They left. Why? Was it because of you? Who knows? It probably was, though. I think if you are a very verbose child... <laughs> then yes. Who, who like, <laughs> like... like, I think if you are a mature child who, like, you know, the base fears don't scare you, someone, someone just explaining in graphic detail <laughs> something scary, you're, you're just like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Like, just comes out of the closet, sits on the edge of bed, and just goes, imagine a six-foot-tall wolfen creature. <laughs> its mouth is ringed with teeth of gleaming bone, and its eyes are dark as pits. You hear a snarling deep in the throat as its globules of saliva drip from its maw. <laughs> and the kid's just like, it's so much scarier when you have to use your own imagination. <laughs> I read books. <laughs> <laughs> I read books. Two grade levels above my own. <laughs> I have not peed my bed in two weeks. <laughs> Mother, Bring Mother, me. the storyteller has returned. No need to come and drift me off to slumberland. My nightmares will come vivid and lucid. <laughs> and I will choose the ending. <laughs> in the morning, I will have a cereal of... Plain Cheerios. The mom wakes up. Oh, God, I just had a nightmare. <laughs> My child was boring. <laughs> Me- sucked. Meanwhile, under the king-size bed she's sleeping in. Hello, mother. <laughs> I-, I am interested in being brought to school, but can we first stop by a-, a store where I can buy a bow tie? I've looked over your budget, and I'm seeing several discrepancies in your spending. <laughs> As well as not enough room for fruit snacks. <laughs> you know they're my indulgence, mother. <laughs> I... Everyone needs a sin, mother, and mine is fruit snacks. And, you, and yours is Gucci purses, it seems. Mm. <laughs> Look at how much you can afford this. <laughs> <laughs> I will be on my way, but on a little like fedora. Can't leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> he, stops the, yeah, he stops at the door and goes, hmm. Anyway... <laughs> 
I guess I will return to under the bed. <laughs> I don't even have a kid. What? <laughs> What's going on here? I mean, that's a bunch of real adult fears, like, mixed together into oh, a monster. Oh, no. Yeah, this thing. Like, we, we talk about the kids being that. They get a lot of the amorphous ones. Yeah. Uh, being an adult. What was it? It's only based on... That ch- that it, it it fills in a space it does not exist. So if yeah. you are, if you are afraid of being in debt, yeah. you don't create a debt monster. No, because that is the thing that exists. Yes. If and if you're afraid of having kids, you don't necessarily make a child. You have to be afraid of specific things about that kid. Yeah. Like oh oh like oh my what if I what if I have a kid who like you know I are it's too rambunctious and I can't. What if I have them. a kid that isn't nerdy and he bullies me? <laughs> what if I have a nerdy kid? Yeah. Sorry, I know. What if I just? What if I have a kid who's a nerdy bully? <laughs> Hello, father. No, we already did the nerdy. I see you have not memorized the monster manual yet. <laughs> I just I I got like a job why, to do. Why are you so dumb, daddy? I I'm, I'm trying to memorize all of them. There's just there's so you many know who things knows in them. All the monsters in the monster manual, mommy does. <laughs> there's no way she can know that. She's a lawyer. She knows all of them. That's not possible. That's not true. That's impossible. No. No. <laughs> you misquoted Star Wars. That's right. That's not the line. What is the line? You'll never know because I'll never tell you because you're not a true believer. And then he lies down and rolls under the bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then your wife does roll over. You have a weirdly specific fear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how we get you over this one. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't know how we fix this. Glenn? Glenn? <laughs> Glenn, my polyamorous husband. <laughs> uh, well, well, Glenn deals with that. Let's go to commercial. This week's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by the other commercials on episodes of The Third Space. Wait, what does that mean? That's right, Kevin. They're here and they will be heard. Wait, wait, like, wait what do you mean of the other, ep- other commercials, other episodes? That's right. Every commercial that we've done on The Third Space, this is a commercial for them. They've become a gestalt consciousness, Kevin, and they want to be heard. What were the ones we haven't done yet? Those two. What? They're reaching from beyond the confines of time, Kevin, and they will be heard. Okay, so do we just, like, give them a good commercial? Yeah, it's every single commercial, but this commercial. This commercial's for them. Okay. Yeah. Well, enjoy it. There you go. All right, so so we have some sort of strange psychic ability to fill in gaps. Yeah. Where things things are not, but we think there should be. Yeah. Okay. I think it's also if, like, you are avoiding a psychological need, because really... What is the fear of the dark is the fear of the unknown. You can't see yes. what's going on, right? Yeah. Um, but later fears, like the fear of I'm going to pee myself in my bed, for instance, yeah. is a fear of something that might happen. Yeah, so that does not – you do not create that fear. No, you would. You would? You would, I think. But it would it would not come out as like a piss elemental, right? It would It would be something that wets the bed, right? Okay. I mean – like the 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 idea is like if you are it's something that you're not actively engaging with, right? Like if you are afraid of wetting the bed. Yeah. Uh but you are you know, setting an alarm so that you get up and pee at regular intervals, I, then there's no monster cuz you're dealing with it. Well, also I don't think I think we do we have to do this based on the idea of like the kid saying there's something under my bed. Yeah. Which means there has to be belief there's something under your bed. Yeah. I think the thing is the, the fear of Fear of, like, peeing yourself would not create... Well, here, here's the thing, Kevin. If we only do it based on the idea of something is there... Yeah. I fear that something is there that I cannot see. That yeah. is only one very specific fear. Well, And that, that means that every single monster that's created would be that sort of amorphous, not quite well, sure what it is. No, no, no. Unless no. you have the extra context of, like, a horror movie. Well, no, that's what I mean. Like it, like the the idea of monster in my bed, monster in my closet is is a lot of them are amorphous and things like that. Yeah. Um. But if you have even subconsciously a specific idea of like vampire, werewolf, or just like uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, all these sort of things that could be there, those are the ones that sort of take that place. Yeah. The reason why I think that's important is because because if we're talking about 
that specific thing, I don't think it can be based on just you are afraid. You are afraid of something in a resting place, which means a monster is created in your area. Because I, cause I think what we're doing this based on is the there is something under my bed fear. Mm-hmm. Which is not usually brought on by like, oh god, I, I, I hope I don't pee myself. I hope I don't pee my bed tonight. Make something underneath your bed because those aren't related like fears. So mm-hmm. a, a, kid, a, kid, a kid could be accurately like worried that they're going to pee their bed. A thing that, that a kid could actually do. Yeah. And also, children, and the, they can actually pee, but but, all, but they could be and then be completely fearless at the fact that there might be something under their bed. That's they, true. They'd be like, like man, I, man, I really hope I don't pee myself. But do I know for sure there ain't nothing under my bed? Or I would have peed on it. Already. I would have peed. I would have peed all over it already. Well, no monsters are allergic to my pee <laughs> specifically. That's why I pee my bed every night. Keep the monsters out. <laughs> <laughs> Right. We really got to talk to Jared. <laughs> I, love, I know kids are called Jared, but for some reason I love the cut. I don't know why, but it, but like an eight-year-old named Jared's so funny to me. And of course Jared's were once eight. There's no nickname for that. No, there's not. But it doesn't feel like... <laughs> it's not It's not a young person's name. It does, it does not feel like a young person's name. I mean, you could shorten it to Jerry, maybe. I guess so, but just, yeah, yeah, just the guys being like, ah, oh, Jared, eat your Cheerios, Jared. Imagine uh, a world. There we go. <laughs> Imagine a world, Jared. Imagine a world, Jerry, where your name is Jared. <laughs> okay, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't think that one directly translates. Okay, the thing is, is for me... Yeah. The idea of the monster of the bed comes from the same psychological urge as stress urge as stress dreams do. Okay. So I think that it should not be only I fear something where I can't see that something is there. Right? I do think it needs to be broader than that. Maybe it's, it's not every fear becomes a physical thing. Well, I, I, I don't think it's necessarily that I fear the things that I cannot see. That is that is our world's explanation for why we are scared of under the bed and why we're scared of the closet yeah they're thing they're they are the places in our room we cannot see yeah um uh but i but i mean in this world the the fear there's something under under my bed becomes a much more real fear that's true because yes <laughs> there's there's a dis, distinct chance that that yeah. is true yeah and there is something under your bed mm-hmm. i think I think those other fears are there, but I think there has to be somewhere in there, somewhere wrapped up. Like this is some sort of like recipe. Like you're making, you're, you're cooking together this monster, and at least one of the ingredients has to be. It's in under my bed. It's in my closet. It's under the stairs. It's something like in the area. It's on the bottom bunk of my bed, or like whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Well, I definitely think a monster cannot like apparate within line of sight. No, no. It's got to be either in, like, pure darkness yeah. or outside of your line of vision. Yeah. But as, as someone who, who like, I guess, no, I never really had that fear. I, for a long time, I actually slept on a bunk bed with no one in the other bunk. Yeah. Just because it's the bed that we had. Yeah. Uh, so I just chose where I slept. Uh, so I was top bunk, symptom, bottom bunk. I was a king, Jeremy. <laughs> I was, imagine a kingdom where you can sleep on the top or the bottom. I was some, I, I was some sort of mad tyrant of the bed, sleeping where I willed, wherever I willed. And then imagine another tinier version of yourself. A brother or baby sister comes and steals your right to the bottom bunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was the youngest, so yeah, at that point he had actually yeah. <laughs> aged out of it. Um, but the point is that, like, I I never had this fear, but it seemed reasonable one that you know you're sleeping on the top bunk. What if there's someone on the other bunk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't. I I had a I had a lot of like I had an over I, I had an overactive imagination. Me had. too, Kevin. Um, for for some reason, like I I think I was just lucky enough to have never considered that because I'm considering it now and that is terrifying. <laughs> oh no, I had night terrors as a kid. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I used to uh, uh, I I always slept with my door completely closed, mm. um, and I still do that because I don't like looking out into the hallway and just seeing the shadows outside of there. Yeah. Um, 
the worst thing that my room has, so I had the bunk bed, but across from my my bed, I had a uh, I had a closet, mm-hmm. but it was a mirrored closet, so oh, yeah. a mirror, so I could look in the mirror and see the entire room, mm. uh, which you think would be. Oh, how reassuring. No, mirrors suck. Yeah, mirrors are super spooky. Because mirrors don't reflect light perfectly. They, yeah. like, distort it and, like, little tiny imperfections change what it is. Yeah, and also sometimes you can't figure out where, like, that one piece of light is coming from. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I used to sleep, uh, sleep like, on my stomach, all wrapped up. And because it was a bunk bed, I could just look straight out the window. <laughs> and I just stared out the window into the into the park. Well, you were under the blanket, so you were safe. I wasn't. I was safe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to always do the wrap around around things and keep your lips out so you yeah, can everybody breathe. Everybody keeps like a snorkel, so, <laughs> so that they put the snorkel in their mouth and then you know they can breathe while they're under the blankets because it gets humid if you breathe under the blankets. Oh yeah, no, no, you got it. So that's, yeah, yeah. So I did the full on look and I just like. <laughs> I can't describe it, but I was I was literally like six inches from that glass. Like that room was not supposed to have a bunk bed in. in that I'm going to say something that's going to make a lot of people upset. Yeah, I have the ability to fall asleep very quickly, pretty much no matter where I am, so long as I am focused on falling asleep. I've been that way since I was a kid. So the monster, yes, 100% would exist. But if you are asleep, you are also safe. Oh no, you are also safe if you're asleep. Yeah, yeah, no, it won't come at you if you're asleep. You don't. Yeah. You do not have to be afraid of that. Uh, no, I took forever to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Even even now, like the reason why my sleep schedule is so weird is because I I can only fall asleep when I'm really tired. Yeah. So I'll just stay awake until I am tired, and then just out immediately. Yeah. Or I'm lying in bed for hours. No, no. <laughs> I I had that ability as a kid, and then I lost it in like junior high, high school, and then I went to university and got that shit back. <laughs> It came back like how you lose fear when you're at nine, ten, or eleven. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's just facts. Okay, so what is this world like then, Kevin? Um, I, I mean, number one, people are a lot more reasonable. Being like, you know, there's a monster in my bed. Well, probably here. Come on, you can come see with us. Yeah, but <laughs> make sure you go quick. <laughs> All right, just jump, jump right to me. <laughs> jump to me, reach me. I have a question. Yeah. So, what happens? If the monster catches you. I think it literally is just like fear. Like if you think what the monster wants, the monster wants you to keep being afraid to and keeps assisting. So it just inflicts not physical harm, but psychological fear. Yeah, so I think if it grabs you, like if it stays under the bed, it grabs your ankles, it grabs it pulls you in underneath the bed, and then you come out the other side and you're like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, and it's like pulling you. Yeah, so it, yeah. G- it gives you fear. It, yeah, it creates situations with more fear. Well, because if you are specifically af- afraid of that monster, yeah. it won't change. Nope. Like, I think the monster's goal is to make you afraid of it. Yeah. Rather than whatever metaphysical, like, thing that created it. Yeah. It wants to twist that into being a fear of it, because that makes you survive longer. It does. Like, 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 I don't think these things have a whole lot of sentience. I think we have to think of them almost like animals. Yeah, like inst- they, instinctual. Yeah, they have instinct and they have very basic survival tactics. They yeah. just want to... It's, it's the idea Well, of, they want to feed and their food is fear. Yes. Um, they want to have the... Uh, uh, what is it? The... Uh, the, 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 three, the three Fs of assistance. I, I'm sorry, man. Fight, fighting, feeding, and oh. having sex. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting, feeding, and procreation. That's the three Fs. <laughs> Is it? I, there, there's, there's some, there's some uh, like post from a textbook that says that says um, the three that I'm all like like basic fight, life flight or no no, no basic, basic life has three thing three like things that it needs to or like three drives. There's three okay. drives for every living thing, and okay. there's three it's Fs. Food, fucking, and <laughs> no no the joke the joke the joke of it is that it's like. Like fighting, feeding, and procreation. Okay. Like they're the three F's, but those are what they are. Because it's a textbook, they can't okay. say yeah what they are. Yeah. Um, but no. So this thing just wants basically to keep surviving, and the way yeah. it keeps surviving it's is to generate more fear of to it. Generate more fear of it specifically. Yeah. Which makes it harder. So I think the thing is that once, if it gets you once, it's hard to be like, I am no longer afraid of that thing. Yeah. Because that thing has caused the fear. Yeah. I think the best thing you can do in that situation, if your kid's like afraid of that, is actually to bring them into another room and have them sleep like in a place there. Yeah, I think I think also these monsters are very depowered by having multiple people in the same room. Well, it's hard 
to coalesce into a single thing when there's multiple people. Yeah. So, so like, like I, I think we're going to see also a but, work... but also humans are social creatures and we naturally feel safer when there's somebody else around. Yeah. So I think we're going to see a lot more of like uh, houses being built with the idea that you sleep multiple people to a room. Yeah. Like the whole having an individual room thing won't be as well, big. Basically, you share rooms with your siblings. Yeah. Until you're nine years old and you lose all fear. Yeah. And then, then you go out on your own. And, you, and then you go out on your own. And then once you're 12, you're expected to fend for yourself. <laughs> at, at that point, no one will help you. No. You have your own room. You figure out your own fears and you fight them off yourself. That's right. That's growth. <laughs> I mean, I do like the idea of essentially like a kid being very afraid in a bed and like stepping out and then like, you know, a tentacle comes out and then you just whip out a baseball bat and crack <laughs> it down <laughs> on the tentacle. The tentacle's ah! like, ah, <laughs> ah, Jesus. Okay, let's talk this out. <laughs> oh, I'm coming down after you. You're crawling underneath the bed. <laughs> <laughs> no need to be violent. No, no, no. I, I, I don't want this. I don't want this, man. <laughs> it was just a joke. It was just, just a joke, man. Mom, Dad, the monster on top of the bed's coming to get me. <laughs> when, when I was like eight, <laughs> I used to bring a plastic baseball bat to the park next door because I wanted the kids to be off my park. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you get off, You went and said get off my lawn with a baseball bat to other kids at the park when you were eight? Yeah. It was my park. <laughs> Kevin, that's a public space. <laughs> it was next to my house. It's Imagine my a world where the playground is patrolled by a tiny eight-year-old. He yeah. carries a bat and you will leave his park property. Yeah, no, I was, I was pretty much some sort of like wasteland bandit. <laughs> Who was like, no, this is mine now. There's a shortage of parks in the world, and I've claimed this one is my own. Do not become addicted to the slide, for you will hate its absence. (laughs) Where were your parents? Next door in the house. (laughs) And what, did they just thought you really liked baseball? It's a plastic baseball bat. There's nothing wrong with walking on the plastic baseball bat. They didn't know what I was doing until later. Right. <laughs> Ding dong. Hello. Kevin Kevin's mom. Uh yeah, uh, Kevin chased my child around the playground with a plastic baseball bat. Yeah, he, yeah, he's the wasteland king. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> did you did your child bring him water as <laughs> as a tribute? <laughs> did your child give him the juice teeth? <laughs> Children, we shall journey to the other park down the street where they have Capri Suns, and we shall make a trade. We have, I have seen the other park, and it has five swings. <laughs> we, <laughs> when we bring them our wagon wheels, they will allow us to swing on them for 15 minutes. This is a fair trade, for I have decreed it. <laughs> But you don't have any wagon wheels. I will get them from my mother. (laughs) (laughs) She recently went to Costco and And bought a lot of them. And so we have many. (laughs) We better follow him. He beat the monster under his bed to death. (laughs) (laughs) Shit! <laughs> I mean, if, if you're, if you're, if you're like, I guess this world has two outcomes for people. Yeah, right. Because eventually, you're not going to have the monster under your bed, probably. Yeah, but you have the people who defeated their monster, yeah. and the people whose monster faded over time. Yeah, because it, it is this weird thing where, because even though the monster is undeniably real, yes, everyone is aware that the monster is a projection that that the monster exists because of these things. So yeah. you do reach a point where it's like, okay. If I want to get rid of this thing, I do have to get over it. Or it's just a natural process. It's like a lot of times when you're a kid, you'll yeah. cry about anything. Yeah. But eventually you kind of stop. Yeah. Just because you start gaining awareness about what is actually weep-worthy. Yeah. Um, hashtag weep-worthy. Uh and so I do think that even though, yes, these are undeniably real monsters and undeniably real things like that, I think just because they are real does not change people getting over them. You're not, gonna, you know, you're not usually going to reach your adult age and still be that deeply afraid of it. I, w- I would I say... I think it happens and then that's yeah. like, you know, people will help you through it. Yeah, I, I would say that there's probably rare cases of the monster lasting into like early 20s and stuff. Yeah. 
But I think, you know, the, the thing about the monster under the bed is really, even if it catches you, yeah, it just kind of ruins your night. Yeah. And by the time you're 22, you've had bad nights. <laughs> hey, you think, you, hey, you think you'd scare me more than throwing up on my first date would? Nah, man, you ain't nothing to me. You think you could scare me more than missing my first kiss and hitting her chin instead? Nah, man, fuck you. <laughs> Dude, I have like four tests at university this week. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. Also, you're studying in the middle of the night. The monster's just like, "Hey, you, uh, you coming to bed? No." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just, uh, you know, I've clocked in, so I'm on, uh, I'm on the clock. I'm just, I'm ready to do the thing. No, I got that, man. But I got a communication studies test in the morning. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know why I took communication studies. Take, uh, take a look at the glossary. That'll help. Okay, thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 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 seriously like that, that's a real tip if you're ever lost in a chapter you don't understand what's going on go back and look at the definitions of words that are in that chapter you'd be surprised how much it helps yeah yeah absolutely studying with the third space <laughs> uh, imagine a world no no he <laughs> keeps going back <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing here this time? I was going to say, imagine a world where your podcast helps you study. <laughs> I mean, for some people, they do listen to podcasts and study. I can't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to ours. No, I wouldn't. No. I, the, the thing is, if you're listening to ours, you'll be writing it down, and then all of a sudden you'll be like, Dr. Manhattan's blue dick. He chooses not to have pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> the... Uh, I had someone say uh, that they, they tried to fall asleep to our podcast and just couldn't. I'm like, no. I've had somebody say that to us, too. I was like, why would you attempt that? Even if you succeeded yeah. in drifting away from reality to your mindscape, just imagine the horrible input that's being put into your brain. <laughs> there's, there, there, I could, all I can imagine is that there's going to be like a moment where you're drifting off and you're just like about to fall asleep and all you hear is put bees in your pants full of tight and you just fly around. <laughs> and you're just like, wait, what? Well, wait, what? <laughs> ex, ex, pardon me? Uh, <laughs> the same reason they couldn't fall asleep. So they have a lot of listening to it as well because we go so – because like – Things change so fast they if, you're, do. if you don't pay attention. And also, like, you're you're pretty loud all the time, but I'll, like, go a little quiet and then yeah. go loud and then go a little quiet and then go loud. Well, I, I think mostly it's just, like, you, you you stop paying attention in this podcast for, like, three minutes. And, and all of a sudden, <laughs> there's the seven seals of Christmas and Krampus is trapped on the island of Misfit Toys. Well, I mean, in this episode specifically, we keep going to a fake TV <laughs> station that we made. We're some sort of madmen this episode. And now to Mom with the Weather. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It looks like it rain a little bit. Go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed. Uh, uh, some of the things I wanted to bring up uh, as we're as we're bringing this uh, wrapping this up to an end. Sure. Um, is it only fear that creates these things? Are there other emotions that could potentially? If the idea is that essentially these strong emotions, these primal emotions, yeah, can create something because we believe something should be there. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other, like, things that could make? Now, I do not think you can do it on purpose. No, I think, I, I, I think it's just a, it, the other strong emotions bleed into, right? It's what yeah. influences. So, like, with a horror movie, if you if you just watch a horror movie with werewolves and now you're terrified of werewolves, your monster's going to be a werewolf. Yeah. Right? If, like, you heard a rumor that your best friend actually hates you, yeah. like, the monster is going to be a best friend that hates you. Right. right, like it 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 influences, but yeah. I don't think there's it creates a second phenomena. Well, I was just trying to think of this any other emotions that could cause it, or is it like the the things that I think they're all based off of the fear of the like the fear of the unknown is the base, the fear of yeah. something that causes fear, thing under the bed is the base, yeah. is augmented by the other subconscious fears you have, yeah. But is it only fear, or could you be like, man, could you? Just be so sure, be like, okay, here's a very silly example. Yeah. Um, you're sitting on your couch. Sitting on the couch. And you're like, I don't know if this ever happened to you in real life, and you're like, man, 
I can't wait to eat that chocolate bar that I left in the fridge. Yeah. I'm so excited. Now, unbeknownst to you, Your you roommate actually, No, no, you chocolate. ate that the day before and okay. you forgot. Okay. Uh, that's happened to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have very bad I have a very bad memory. Okay. <laughs> or or but you you are so convinced no. that there is that chocolate bar in the fridge. And when you go there, there is one. No, I don't think so. Why not? Because that is not that that is not a primal fear. Like you thinking something is what if there. You're, what if you're so hungry and you're like, oh man, I'm because that is that is one of the three things. Yeah, <laughs> like that is wanting food. That is feeding. And I, the reason I think it works is because you have to have utmost confidence, and you can't be aware of being like, oh, but if I focus really hard, you can't be like, oh, if I stand outside this fridge, okay, I focus really really Ke- hard Kevin, and have food in there, Kevin. Yeah, I'll say I'll accept your hunger one if you accept the one I'm about to describe, which okay. is also primal. Yeah, you really, 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 really have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and when you open the door because you had to go so bad and you're like afraid you're gonna pee yourself, yeah. there is no toilet. It removes the toilet. Wait, why? Why would it remove the toilet? <laughs> why would it be there for hunger, Kevin? <laughs> no, no, but why? Same would, level. No, no, but why did it remove the toilet? The, 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 the. I guess there's a no, monster on the toilet, no, so you can't use it. No, the ridiculous idea that it should be is you have to pee so bad, so so bad, and you someone gives you the directions to a washroom, and you misunderstand <laughs> them, so you open up a door expecting there to be a washroom, and there's just a toilet in that room, <laughs> and that's not a washroom, but there's a toilet there, and you're like. Okay. Hello, <laughs> Physics 30. I'm using this toilet. <laughs> like, that's what I think. I think yes. 100% <laughs> yes. Okay. It be, just because it is based on the idea that you, your absolute belief fills in a space. Yeah. Where it does not exist. Yeah. It, it is the but same. But I guess law. if you open, in the toilet example we just gave. Yeah. If you open the room and you see a toilet, but it's like a classroom, and you realize this isn't a bathroom, then the toilet disappears. As soon as you look away <laughs> and then look back, the toilet's gone. <laughs> because you're like, so it's that moment. Because I think it shatters quicker than fear of the monster does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're just like, oh, I'm holding on to this. Sorry, everybody. And then you just pee on the toilet. Uh, why are you doing that? There's no plumbing. Now, You're going to leave and the toilet's going to disappear and there's going to be your poop on the ground. No, I mean, I think it disappears with it. It's all gone. Okay. Just, I mean, just like if you beat that monster up a lot, he's not going to leave blood splatters over the ground. You don't know that. I guess I don't know that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, th- I think, yeah. I think that if you believe something and wasn't, you cannot do it on purpose. It has to be, it has to, like, if as soon as I, there's an awareness of I, like, I want to create a monster out of my bed yeah. for some weird reason, you can't do it. I want a fight club with my monster. Yeah, whatever this, whatever this, like, war, this, like. Tyler Durden crawls out from underneath. <laughs> I want you to hit me as hard as you can. <laughs> By the way, I'm you. Uh, Get it? Uh, I, had, I, I mean, I had an idea for Fight Club. Oh, yeah. I think it's the word where, every, where Tyler Durden is everyone yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. What was our idea for a Fight Club movie? I think oh, was, man. I don't know. We come up with so many movies. Yeah. I think it was Tyler Durden's everyone. Tyler Durden, he's everyone. <laughs> I do like the idea of just coming up with ridiculous head cannons for films yeah. that like have no real basis in the movie itself. But like, if you just pick, you just pick out a few little things... You're just like, and you just hold to it. The more ridiculous, the better. If you have a headcanon for our podcast, <laughs> you should let us know. Please tweet at us. I'm at Mighty Thews. I'm at Sean K. Weir. And you can hit us up together at Third Space Cast. And if you like this episode, please leave a rating or review wherever you're listening to our podcast. Yeah, you can also send us an email at thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. And you can check out our website, thirdspacepodcast.com. And what's going to remind you, you can check out my book, Endless Hunger. It's a cyberpunk fantasy available on Amazon and Kobo and wherever good books are sold. Uh, and bad books, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but mine's not one of them. Uh, and also, remember to check out Kevin's series, All God's Fall, which has five different parts. And I have an excerpt here that I'm going to read. What? All Gods Fall, Part 1, Chapter 52, Paragraph 3. Huh? It's a weird place to start. He looked at the spaghetti on the table. It was saucy. Too saucy. He felt the rage bubble underneath his skin and looked across to his mother. She knew he hated tomato sauce. Why couldn't have this been a white pasta, he thought. 
And that's when the gods descended. If you'd like to see what happens next, make sure you go check out Kevin's web series. None of that is right. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you for trying. I do know that paper is toilet paper. (laughs) And there's nothing written on it. And our theme song is Balrog Boogie by the Diablo Swing Orchestra. And now you're eating it. Join us next week on The Third Space, where Kevin and I finally get all our shit together. Look at this giant pile of shit. Oh! Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. <laughs>